0: Episode 44, The Social Aspect of Regenerative Living. Welcome to Thriving with Nature, a podcast that gives you the tools you need to live a modern lifestyle that helps regenerate our planet. And now your host, Hayley Weatherburn. Good morning, Thrivers, or good evening, or good afternoon, wherever you are on this beautiful planet that we are all living on, co-creating. I am wanting to share some updates from my journeys here in the cabin in the jungles of Bali. If you haven't, if you've, if you want, go check out YouTube, Thriving with Nature, you'll see my beautiful cabin here in the jungle, which is pretty exciting. I did a little cabin tour, showed you around the place. And so I'm just sitting here on this beautiful morning and just contemplating things as I go through this journey of striving to thrive, striving to align with nature, striving to live a more regenerative lifestyle and something interesting is happening in regards to waste. So some of you, if you've been listening to some of my podcasts, how I'm just slowly working out how I can live more regeneratively. And moving up here, when I was living down in sort of the more westernized towns, there is a bit of, there's recycling, there's a company called Eco, Eco Bali that do recycling. And so I've used them for three, four years and I pay money and they will actually I've got a paper and cardboard bin, and then I've got plastic glass and metal bin. And then I composted my other waste. So I felt like I was contributing more to a regenerative planet through that method. There wasn't really anything that couldn't be recycled. And I was very careful sort of what You know, I'm contemplating, I'm still learning this journey. I'm definitely not zero waste yet. I'm hoping to move closer to that. But moving up here into the cabins in the jungles of Bali, it's been interesting. Of course, eco Bali don't come out here. It's very remote. And so I now have to look at how do I do my waste. And so I'm just, I'm learning the ways of the village, learning what they do. And there is an element where sometimes the waste is dumped without not with ignorance just not an understanding of what the implications are of just dumping rubbish i haven't literally seen it anywhere up here in fact i've seen it more down in the higher density areas but up here i'm still learning what do they do with their waste the last thing i want to do is let them burn the plastic because i've been explaining it to just a few people who are listening that when you burn plastic it actually lets off some uh, carcinogenic smoke that can cause cancers and things and that happens a lot here in Bali and it's not their fault if their behaviors and the way the way they lived you know in the afternoon they'd sweep up the rubbish and because the rubbish was all jungle stuff from the jungle they used leaves from plates and all that kind of stuff when they burnt the rubbish or swept it away it just you know it was fine it was nature but now that plastic has seeped in from the Western ways of living, and when they just keep burning, they don't realise that that actual burning of that chemical is really bad. So that's something on my mind, making sure that it's all being used. And so, I've reached out to Eco Barley. One of my solutions uh, that I've sort of thought about is, what if I, I do the pickup if i can use their bags and do the pick up and then every time i'm down there once a week or once twice you know every fortnight i can actually do the swapping of the bins myself that could be a way that i'm making sure that i'm i'm recycling all the rubbish and so that conversation has begun i've received an email saying we're going to speak to our manager if that's okay but something interesting happened yesterday I had my, I have Humbantu, so a person that helps me out around. I know I have a tiny cabin, but I like to delegate washing up. It's something I do not like to do. And I like to know that I'm helping employ some of the people of the village because it's a little bit tough up here. The normal tourists that would come up aren't coming up because of covid and so i feel really good that you know i'm hiring their son to do driving i'm hiring her the wife to help with some washing up and a bit of cleaning it's very very simple but at least i feel like i'm contributing to the village in some way anyway so yesterday the beautiful soul kadek she asked me can i take your rubbish and i was like at first i was like oh no no no! i don't want to burn the rubbish And she said, no, no, the plastic we can get money for. And I was like, ooh, okay, interesting, that's great. This is good. And I'd only read probably a week earlier about how in some regions of Bali right now is there's plastic for rice where people can, if you collect plastic and bring it to this area, you'll get bags of rice. And I was like, that is amazing. That is so good and Bali's starting to be cleaned up I saw in another separate post of a friend who lives in another area of Bali they mentioned it as well and said wow the the rivers are being a little bit clearer because plastic's being collected and so when Kadek mentioned it to me that she's going to get money for it I was like maybe it's reached up here so of course I was like yes for sure and I, but I did ask what about the plastic and the metal what hap- I mean the metal and the glass what happens with that and in my rough indonesian i could understand that there was they there was some kind of method of recycling or that that got taken down to another area so at this point i'm happy so i said yes for sure take it because i was like if that in any way gets some more money to take my rubbish then that's amazing so it's cool to see that there's these cycles i'm interested to see what they do with the plastic that the people that are swapping it for rice but i love that that thinking and that way of how do we help our communities in this way help the environment in the same way. So yeah, so that's that's I'm still learning to understand that. And something else that I've started as of yesterday is I've actually started doing some Indonesian one-on-one lessons. So for many years now, 6 7 years I've been here. I do speak I would say, an basic intermediate level of Bahasa. I can have full conversations. I don't know if my grammar's great. I'm just, I'm my vocab isn't huge, but I can have a basic conversation. When it starts to get deeper, I have to use Google Translate, but my, my language is increasing. And something that's really important, I believe, is the integration of the social aspect of integrating into a community as well as you know environment and all those kind of things so it's really important that i can communicate with the locals now there's two languages spoken here there's bahasa bali which is actually balinese and then bahasa indonesia which is indonesian and indonesian came about because there were 16,000 islands we need to combine one language so that we can all understand each other because there's 16,000 different dialects and so um, that's how Bahasa Indonesia came about and so pretty much most people can speak bahasa indonesia indonesian language most of the elders but around here they speak balinese to each other but also have indonesian so i'm learning a bit of balinese but i know that if i can get fluent in indonesian and help be able to communicate and share my vision but more importantly it's not about me sharing it's about me hearing about me learning what is the community here what's happening how do they work through this what do they do and just Get an understanding and get to meet the people. Get to meet the humans. They're so friendly. I was walking yesterday down the road and a beautiful woman stopped on her bike and started asking, "Where are you staying? Why don't you come stay see me?" She said, "I have a monkey. You should come see a monkey." And she was just really lovely. And they're very curious and interested and want to know. And and there's so much I want to know from them, especially the farmers. I want to know what they've learned in from their grandparents and anyone that is interested in how nature grows I want to speak and learn from them because they do have the lineage potentiality there of sharing that's wisdoms that's been shared down and and that's where you want to hear it from people who have been growing food here for generations that are still doing well There has been a lot lost through the green revolution with Roundup and all those things coming in. And unfortunately, you know, some farmers are just repeating the behavior and may not necessarily be passionate about it. They just do it because that's what they have to do and that's what they're supposed to do. But I know through having more conversations and being able to hear them and understand what they're saying and, and really understand more than what they're saying, then I know I'm gonna learn so much more. So I've started my indonesian lessons to start to re-understand the basics of the structure of the language and then really increase my vocabulary especially in the agricultural areas because that's where my passion is so i can be able to articulate that more so regenerative living for me is not just about the environment it's not just about making sure that we are also living with the social aspect the human aspect So how can I contribute to this community? What can I learn from this community? How does this community, is there something in this community that I could help bring that would benefit the whole community that they are willing and want to learn? You know i don't want to just walk into a community impose and have this belief that i know better than them i don't i don't know how i'm learning how balinese culture works i'm learning how the community works there's different leaders there's a traditional leader and then there's a spiritual leader inside the community there's different elements that you need to sort of be a part of Um, i recently joined a ceremony which starts to show hey i'm here i respect your culture you know, and they just want to learn and they want you to come in and they want you to see and they want to meet you. They're very curious as well. So yeah, it's a slow process, but it is, it's, it's really important that human aspect as well of regenerative living. It's community, super, super important. So that is what I wanted to share today. Thank you for joining me here in the jungles of Bali. I hope you are having a wonderful day and, and just have a, you know, a contemplation about, you know, if you're looking to move towards a more regenerative lifestyle, how can you contribute more or even just participate more in your local community? Is there a way of just starting to get to know the humans and just being there and listening and, and, and learning? And how can I help make this community? Because once we move from ourselves being regenerative, it's like, how can we without forcing or imposing but can this community would it like to know that it's being more contributing more to a regenerative lifestyle kind of community so yeah so those are the contemplations for this week's podcast episode thank you so much for listening come join me on the website thrivingwithnature.com or even inside youtube which is youtube.com forward slash thriving with nature or even on facebook thriving with nature or Instagram, Thriving With Nature. (laughs) I am everywhere. (laughs) Have a beautiful day, everyone, and let's keep striving to thrive. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to my podcast, remember to subscribe to hear more. You also have to come check out the Living Supplement Garden, a garden that reads your individual's body's condition and grows the substances it requires to move towards optimal health and potentially healing your ailments. When we align with nature, we thrive with nature. I'd love to have you join myself and others as we discover the magic of nature together and strive to heal both ourselves and our planet. Go to thrivingwithnature.com.